listening to The Breakfast Show. It is 8.04am. I'm looking outside. It's overcast and cloudy. But I'm actually looking forward to having lunch with my friends today. I'm looking forward to having breakfast. I'm starving. And I'm looking at these pictures of this Revive Cafe cookbook. I don't know. know, Earlier, I got really nervous because during that interview... My mic was on and my tummy was like, because <laughs> <laughs> you guys were talking about food and looking at pictures agro of food. Agroforestry. <laughs> my, my tummy got aggro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. But yeah, I'm actually, I'm in the process right now. I'm going to, I'm not going to reveal too much information, but I'm changing where I go to church, <gasps> which is a Gasp. kind of a, kind of a, Big deal. Maybe maybe you're listening right now. You're like, that's not a big deal. But are I, you changing religion? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> of course not. No, I'm very deeply convicted about what I believe. But I believe, you know, God calls us to different places. Particularly for myself, working in ministry, uh, God calls, and we are led by Him to to go. So I'm having a lunch today with some friends, and it's kind of a bit of a farewell thing. But I can't share. Aww. Can't share share everything about it. You can't share, but you brought it up on live, public. That's right. Free to air radio. Just because it's, 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 I want to be vulnerable and personal with our listener base who has sent us just, just but you're changing because you're going through a life change. You're about to start uni. You're, are you going to be, um, moving home? Well, I'm, I'm, I rent from my dad. Okay. But he has gracefully said to me, that is the cutest way to say you live with your parents. <laughs> No, I, no, I, I, cause me and my dad, we rented an apartment together and then he yes. bought a house uh-huh. and then I yep. rented from here. You live here. with your parents. Yep. I, no, I live with my dad. I rent from my dad, but mm-hmm. look, I'm not going to continue <laughs> because you're going to mock me. No, that's fine. Everyone who lives with their parents essentially rents from them. I mean, not everyone. I, I don't know anyone who lives with their parents who isn't. Helping out with the bills. Really? I know so many people. And they're the Well, you are fourteen years younger than me, so yeah. Yeah. That's okay, if if I'm if I'm not my age and I'm (laughs) how delicate you were gonna say if I was as old as you are not my age and I am closer to your age. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're talking about a different story then. I don't know. But I, yeah, I know plenty of people who, especially amongst other cultures, like oh yeah, if we're talking yeah. about Caucasian Australians, then yeah, the majority because that's the expectation. But mm-hmm. in other cultures, no way. Yeah, multi generational no housing. Uh, they've done a lot of studies on this, by the way, multi generational housing living, and apparently, it's really beneficial. Yeah, and it also for like, mental health. I've, to I've, live in a house with like with like your grandma, your mom, like the mm-hmm. whole yeah, and also as well, like from a monetary perspective mm-hmm. like all of those people are like making bank as landlords and then they all live in the one house together that's right they, they own lots of property mm-hmm. and it's like all the money that they could have spent on their own property from the jobs that they do they just all live in one house and then just buy up lots of property and then make bank off being a landlord so yeah it's definitely a cultural change i mean it's handy for 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 people who who do that and they have like you know built-in babysitters for the little kids and stuff but i think for a lot of caucasian families i think if we all lived together in a house again we would kill each other yeah but also (laughs) the the primary reason i'm rent from my dad like i live there is because he's the closest person i know to my university okay if i was anywhere if i was anywhere else 
I would be living anywhere And else. that's why anyway, you're changing churches because you're now starting uni. You're starting yeah. uni. Lawson is going back to school, everyone. He's yeah. going to uni. He's Anyways, going to do theology. Keep him in prayer this year. Please. He's going to be needing it. Please. Back Monica, to school for you. Monica, give us a clue. Thank you for being transparent and telling us a little bit of <laughs> personal information <laughs> about yourself. my life. Hey, Lawson's going if, back to school. He lives with his parents. No, if you, you want to meet me, come to Walls End Church. Come yeah. to Walls End Church this Sabbath. I'm going to be speaking there in the main Hall main auditorium. Hey, give us another clue for the quiz. What am I? John the Baptist preached that every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and cast into this. 0491064669. Text or call the answer and you can be in the prize draw. <clears throat> That's coming up. Very shortly, actually, just in, like in a few minutes, really. Mm. John the Baptist preached that every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and cast into this. Lawson, you are smiling in a way that makes me nervous. You've just been reading the text messages and you're looking at me grinning and I feel like I'm about to cop something. No, no, no. It's actually nothing about you. Just, okay, I'm just glad that we're getting texts in from the listeners. Actually, going all the way back to the beginning of the show, Yeah, we were talking about taking photos, Gen Z, uh-huh, all that kind of uh-huh. stuff. Braden writes in, as much as I like... Like photography and having memories, I'm very much of the idea of avoiding um, avoiding that taking photos mm-hmm. um, because of the way it affects the moment. I know it isn't. Yeah. It's awesome looking back at old photos, but I also believe one day soon we won't need to look back at old photos, but we'll actually remember. Yeah, of the memory Amen. we have. So that reminds me of a scene from my favorite film where there's a, a wildlife photographer and he's taking pictures of a snow leopard. Mm. And at one point he doesn't take the picture, and his friend says, "Why aren't you taking the picture? You've been like hiding out in the uh, in the mountains for for days trying to find this snow leopard." And he says, "Sometimes I just like to stay in the moment." And he just Aww. enjoys this moment with nature where he sees a, a rare snow leopard. And yeah, that, 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 that reminds me of that's that. That's so awesome. Hey, uh, Raphael texts in. He says, artwork covered in bird poo. You are right. We all we are all artworks of God covered in sin. Yep. Our worth cannot be valued in money for it costs the life of Jesus. I love Amen. to say this. Whenever I whenever I give Bible studies on this on this topic of the what it costs you know, for you to be saved. Essentially, it costs the life of the most valuable person in existence. Mm. You know, would Elon Musk drain his bank account to save you? No. no. But Jesus, someone who is infinitely more wealthy than mm. any person on earth, gave his life for you. Powerful yeah. stuff. Gave the most valuable thing he had. And continues on. It says, we are a unique artwork. Once lost, we can't be found. Do make sure you are found by Jesus in this life. There is no other life without him. Oh, man. Powerful Amen. stuff. Amen. Got another text message here. FTX cryptocurrency here yesterday, gone today. Billionaire today in jail tomorrow. And that's and it. That's, what we're, that's it. That's what we're seeing in this <laughs> yeah. space. Is and, and the point of the story I'm making is like, oh, this happened to one thing. You know, FTX is this big company, the unsinkable Titanic of crypto that should mm-hmm. be able to keep your money and you get interest back on it and whatnot. But what they found was, oh, actually, every single safe, and I'm saying this with air quotes, safe cryptocurrency exchange are all set up in the same way. So yep. if you want a one-way ticket to just throwing your money down a well, buy cryptocurrency. But I'm not saying that... Cryptocurrency, firstly, doesn't have a use. Secondly, I'm not saying it, it that people haven't made money from it, but I don't think it's an effective or safe way of investing your money. Please 
go to God, ask him what you should do. Amen. The moral of the story is you can't take it with you to heaven. Only your character. Well done, Lawson, uh, for talking about crypto, something you seem to know well about. Yeah, as someone who's never bought crypto in their life, <laughs> I uh, I have full s- seen a lot. Uh, David writes in from Western Australia. Good morning and happy preparation day. Yes, yes of course. We're- you're up early, WA. Mm. Because they're That's like right. three hours behind us. No, like. they're in front. No, they're behind. <laughs> Sorry, I got confused. I got confused with New Zealand. Sorry. Okay, I, okay right. Yeah, because I always. Yeah, yeah. I got confused. Shout out New Zealand. <laughs> Shout out people WA. over there. But WA are behind. Yeah. Yeah, so awesome. he's up early. Congratulations. So if we start the show at 7, he's listing at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. We've also got another text here. It says. Uh, let's see. I currently live with my parents due to some circumstances and, uh, yes, I would class it as renting. And yes, it uh, isn't ideal, but not in the position to do otherwise at this Look, stage. you know, I, I'm, I was just being silly. Like living with your parents is, you know, neither here nor there really. Mm. I live with my parents during COVID. I went down to Tasmania to visit them at the start of COVID. And then suddenly this COVID thing hit the world and they shut the moat down in Tas and I got stuck down there and I live with them for 13 months. So, yeah. yeah. And I definitely see it as well. Like, let's say, let's say I got married in the next mm-hmm. six months. Like, especially if I have an income your partner has an income, I'm, that's plenty enough money to yeah. go and rent yeah. and live with them. Yeah. It's like, from a practical purpose, it's like, hey, I can either chip into a share house mm-hmm. where, because there is no way that I'm renting an entire house by myself. Mm. Firstly, it's logically ridiculous and financially unfeasible. But if I was married or living with a group of people, like it, it's, it's, it's easy. But it's like, oh, for pra- pragmatic, practical s- yeah. sake, it's, and who, if you can't turn to perfect. your family, who can you turn to? Like Absolutely. You're supposed to love them more than anyone else. So. And it's actually been a massive blessing because mm. there's lots of time that I haven't spent with my family and I'm able to spend with them now and be a witness and yeah. be a blessing to them. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. Of course, I hope I do that. I probably get on their nerves a lot. You're listening to The Breakfast <laughs> Show on Faith Family. We've also got a bunch of people who have gotten their quiz correct. Shout out. Ben, you have gotten it correct. Suzanne, unfortunately not. Uh, Freco, you've got it correct. Raphael, you've got it correct as well. And a bunch more too. But you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, and we are going to go into a Bible study, our final Bible study this week. We've been talking about the topic of planning for success. Again, I feel like if we just stop and think about that phrase, planning for success... Plans. Mm. Shouldn't shouldn't we have no plans? Shouldn't shouldn't no. we just like shouldn't <clears throat> we just never think about plans? Shouldn't it? shouldn't I let God just guide my hand into what no. I should buy and well, what I shouldn't no. buy? No. Like literally God by the power of the Holy Spirit supernaturally forcing me what to do, shouldn't shouldn't that be the I should have no plans because God should just do everything for me? I think you're swinging out too far on one extreme there, buddy. You've got to make your plans and submit them to the Lord. Work mm. together with him. Amen. God is amazing. Mm. I just want to say that I know, I know maybe that's cliche. Maybe you've heard that said a bunch of times. But, but God is amazing, and God is amazing because he is the perfect parent. We've been talking about living with parents. And I've got another text message here. It says, yes, it is a blessing for their support during this time, um, but after not, um, living with them 
for such a long time, there are definitely issues. It's like, yeah, there can, there can be issues living with parents. Thank you for sending that in. And I, I've experienced that too. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's their parents. But there's issues living with everyone. Yeah, let's, let's not... I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any person that you could live with in which you don't have issues with. I think the issues are just different. Yeah, that's right. Um, and that's because of you might be living with someone who you're married to. You might be living with friends. You might be, those relationships and dynamics look different. But we're talking about planning for the future. And again, God is actually the best parent. He's the almighty father. And what are, what are parents, what are parents like number one aim when raising you? It's to enable you to be able to live Mm -hmm. and to live and then give you the ability as you are enabled to live to then raise more people, their grandkids, your children to be able to live as well. Uh, to be able to be autonomous, to be able to have those decisions. Definitely, as I say, yeah, I'm, I'm blessed because during the time that I'm at uni, I get to live with my dad and it's very close to the university. But simultaneously, there is definitely a time in which I want to leave. You know, that's not my end goal. Now, the thing is, is that it's very clear that God is always with us and we are always wanting to include and involve God in our life. But simultaneously, he wants to work in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds and grow us to be able to make autonomous decisions. I see it like this. There is a, you know, a a space in which there is free choice. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, there's free choice. Just the, the, the entire, everything you could possibly do falls under free choice. You can make choices. Now, now, there is a space in which there is free choice that you can make, which is not sinful. And by sinful, I mean something that is against the will of God. That space is exactly, as I've said it, it's a space. It is a space. God has given you the opportunity to be a person, to have likes, to say, you know, and, and as much as, you can have a preference like, I like the color green, which isn't a sinful thing. You can make a preference of, oh, hey, I want to work in this industry or field. And whatever, you know, as the Bible says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Mm. God will bless. Amen. There are so many things we can do. But God is giving us the ability. He wants to lead us and guide us so that we have a relationship with him so that whatever position we're in, wherever we are, we will be drawing close to him, but also functioning as a intelligent being that he has designed us to be. The hyper-Calvinist would say, no, we have no choice. Everything that we've ever done is mapped out by God. He's chosen everything. But, you know, I, I wholeheartedly believe in God's calling, his willing. I've said this on The Breakfast Show before, maybe even this week. Um I, I believe that it's God's responsibility to draw us to him by the power of the Holy Spirit and to work in our hearts to sanctify us. But simultaneously, we have the responsibility to respond to what God is doing. And when we do respond, yeah, there's a level of autonomy he gives us to be able to do a number of things. And I think that planning for our futures, planning for success and saying like, hey, I'm going to make wise financial decisions and not even financial decisions of like, should I invest in this? Should I invest in this? But even just saying, I'm going to put in place in my life godly principles to be able to have enough to support my family, support my lifestyle, to use my monetary gain to be a blessing to God's work. Absolutely, God would want to enable to do that because you're acting in harmony by your own free volitional choice. You're acting in harmony with his plan. 
And isn't that exactly what parents want? If I have children, I want them to love me and have a relationship hmm. with me. Just like I want to love and have a relationship. I want my parents want me to love and have a relationship with them and vice versa. But also I want my children to have autonomy, to make their choices, to be their own people. You know, I don't want to map out everything for my children. I don't want to tell them what trade or major at uni or whatever to do or to have. I don't want to tell them whether they should be in pastoral ministry. That's a call from God. I, I know that that's a call that God's put on my life, but that is definitely a call from God, which I cannot dictate. But I do want them. I do want to have the ability to teach them in how, in the ways in which they should live. And so we can all live together in an amazing, incredible way. And I'm sure the parents out there would agree with me. Hey, if you've got any thoughts, 0491-064-669. But let's read some Bible verses about this. I've done enough talking. I've done enough opinions here. Let's go to one of my favorite Psalms. Oh, I love it so much. Psalm 1. Okay. Psalm 1. We're going to read 1 to 3. Get that for us. Psalm 1, 1 to 3. Monica. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. Mm. Oh, Beautiful. I love it. I love the, the opening line, you know. Um, yeah. Walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor in the path of sinners, nor in the scorn of evil men. The Bible is saying, hey, look, you are a person called by me. You have the potential to decide, do you want to walk in the path of sinners? Do you want to walk in the counsel of the ungodly? Is that the direction you want to go? If so, that will lead to particular ruin in your life. Or you can be planted like a tree by the rivers of water. Water being used as a symbol in the Bible of the Holy Spirit, as a symbol of salvation, as a symbol of of refreshing and nourishing as well. And it's like, yeah, when I'm walking and planning my life, I want to be planted like a tree by the rivers of water because then when a tree is planted by the rivers of water, as it says, as you continue through the psalm, it says, he will bear fruit in his season. Good fruit will come from it. I want godly fruit to be produced in my life. You want godly fruit to be produced in your right. Listeners, Monica, absolutely. We want to be witnesses to the world of the amazing ways that God can work and change our lives. And how do we do that? By being close to him, by letting him work in our hearts and life. But the way he works in us is to grow us into people who can walk beside him. We actually have a, uh, a text message here from George. He says, Enoch walked with God. And, you know, we know that the result of that was that God took him to heaven. But I love that point. He walked with God. He wasn't just purely carried by God. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't pushed around by God. Mm. He wasn't teleported by God. Of course, all of those things have happened within the Bible and when people have needed it. And there are definitely times as you're, when you're a child, you need your parents to carry you. But George writing here is like, eventually Enoch had such a close and intimate relationship with God that he walked with him. Good text, George. Thank you for sending that in. Let's read another passage. Let's go to the Proverbs. Let's read the words of the wisest man who's ever lived, who did some silly things at one time by not walking in the councils and the the knowledge and the ideas of God. But within the Proverbs, he says some incredibly wise things. Let's go to Proverbs 3, and we're going to go verse 5 to 8. Of course, reading the words of King Solomon. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend upon your own understanding. 
Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Mm, I love this. It's like, hey, don't rely on your own understanding. That will bring you to extra ruin. Let God shape your understanding. Rely on his understanding. Amen. Follow him. Do what he does. Again, the responsibility is to walk, to follow, to trust. That's what we've been called to do, to trust in God. Rely not on our understanding. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. And, Monica, it's now time. For the final clue. Oh, yeah. For the quiz. This is your last opportunity. We had someone on the second last clue a couple weeks ago win the prize. So if, even if you haven't answered all week, 0491-064-669, what is our final clue? What am I? Anyone whose name is not found in the book of life will be thrown into a lake of this. Ooh, that doesn't sound like a good time. I don't Mm-mm. think it's like an... I don't think it's like an ice bath. Complete opposite. I don't think it's like a warm shower either. You're getting warmer. Yeah, but not not quite. (laughs) Not quite. What am I? Anyone whose name is not found in the book of life will be thrown into a lake of this. I know lake is usually made of like liquid stuff, like water. This ain't it. There's there's something else. 0491-064-669. Is the number to call or text if you know the answer. Of course, this is your last opportunity. Get in for the Revive Cafe cookbooks. So, one and two, volumes one and two, baby. That's right. We're giving them to you for free. 0491 064 669. We'll be drawing that at 845, so in about 15 minutes. But we're going to finish off our Bible study for this week Mm. with tips. Ooh la la. And and you're someone, you've been doing some some managing, some business management. Mm. I'd love to know what you think about these tips. They're not necessarily right. completely business management, but they are in regards to how do we manage our lives and plan for the success of the future. Here we go. Firstly, step one, get organized. <laughs> yes. Develop a spending plan. And Proverbs 27, 23, and 24 actually gives us some insight in the side. It says, be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend to your herds, for riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. Yeah, look, as a business manager, nah, organization is overrated. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, my eyes went wide just then. I was like, really? I, I was like, no. this is a hot take. CEO Monica, you're like the 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 second coming of like, you know, the, you know those CEOs who wear like just baggy, yeah, daggy yeah, yeah. clothes and they're like, I'm actually really rich because I do nothing. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wow, Monica's dropping heat. No, definitely good advice. Okay. Sound advice. What about this next one? Spend less than you earn. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Determined to live within your means, this is Proverbs fifteen sixteen. Better is a little with a fear of God than great treasure with trouble. Mm-hmm. Many families in Western countries actually spend more than they earn. This is made possible only because of the availability of credit or debt. Mm-hmm. Many problems plague those who are in debt. It's absolutely true. Absolutely. Save a portion from every pay period. Totally true. I'm in the process of 
of doing that, you know, just keeping a little bit of cider. I have a certain amount to spend, a certain amount for food, a certain amount, you know, phone bill, everything. But I'm like... New jeans. This is this is my... I have what's called a house fund. Mm-hmm. All my savings go into my house fund, basically. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, and because I have enough within my paycheck to cover my expenses and my extra expenses, pretty much the only thing that I'm... And, and so I have a separate thing for saving and it's like, oh, what's left after my expenses stays there, but mm-hmm. what's in my house fund, don't touch it. Yeah. It, so it, when you say house fund, it's because you want to buy a house. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Even though I've got a couple of years of uni to go. And, More than just a dollhouse. That's assume. right. That's yeah. right. More than a cardboard box on the side yeah. of the road. That's what I'm aiming for. Uh, it continues on. It says, avoid debt like COVID-19. <laughs> Well, I would say avoid debt like the plague. Yeah. But yeah, sure. Yeah. 100%. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think anyone out there, maybe there's some people who are intentionally trying to get COVID. I believe there was some COVID parties going on, but this, this says, uh, this is back in this is 2021. Don't, don't have a debt party. Don't, don't have a debt party. <laughs> no, that's usually that. a debt party is called a Ponzi scheme. It's something you don't <laughs> want to be involved in if, uh, because Ponzi schemes are illegal. So yeah. mm-hmm. uh, interest is one expense you can live without a person or a family living with debt. That is, on borrowed money is really living today on money they expect to earn in the future. If any life changes occur, then serious financial embarrassment can be the result. And my family have gone through bankruptcy and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, lost houses, businesses, everything. And, uh, yeah, debt is ultimately the the thing that brings that about in, in our case, it was, yeah, that the, there were certain discrepancies with the earnings of the business, the amount of debt we're in, the ability to service that debt, and as a result, you know, lose everything. Now, thankfully, my family, despite my parents divorcing, my family have been able to really come back. My mum just bought a house this week. My dad bought a house last year. Um, they're rebuilding their life from scratch, and praise God uh, that he's been... It would have been very stressful for them. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. but... It's, uh, yeah, well, you know, they lost everything. And so, heavy times. And the next one here says, and we were talking about this yesterday, be a diligent worker. The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing. Oh, yeah. But the soul of, a dil- of the diligent shall be made rich. And that's from Proverbs 13 and verse 4. Diligent, being diligent of work is, is definitely something that God calls us to do because, we should be diligent in everything that we do, mm-hmm. in in the work that we do. In fact, the Bible condemns idle chatter. So it's like, even when you're talking, be diligent. Even when you're working in your job, no matter how menial you might you might perceive it to be, do it diligently. And God will bless, because ultimately we need to be diligent in our walk with Jesus. We have another one here. Be financially faithful with God. No family can afford to live without God's blessing. Absolutely. And the advice that we would give there is... If you don't pay tithe, you are robbing God. That's mm-hmm. what the Bible says. And so, obviously, if you are listening to the show for the first time this morning, and maybe you're not a Christian, you're like, oh, wait, I have to pay the church. I have to pay tithe. What right does God have on my money? Uh, there is a thousand and one amazing Bible studies you could do on the topic of tithe. But simply put, God has given us everything, and he only asks for 10% back. That's a pretty good deal. Finally here, it says, remember that this earth is not our real home. Our management says a lot about where our ultimate priorities are. So we're looking forward to a world to come. How we manage our wealth on this earth, because there's lots of different ways you can manage your wealth. 
There are lots and lots and lots. You can just be a spender. That's a way of managing your wealth. Yeah. You can That's be mismanagement. <laughs> well, it can be mismanagement, but it, mismanagement is a form of management. So you can be called a manager. Yeah, I love those things. It's like um, resume hacks, and it's like, hey, can you make uh, changing a light bulb sound fancy on my resume? It's like <laughs> I am the director of uh, light and electrical function in you know something. It's like, hey, mismanagement is still management, but it's not good management, and it's not management for God. Simultaneously, we can manage our funds in a way, even though we can bring about ourselves into success, that also isn't for God. And there are many rich people doing that today. But when we understand that the place in which we're going is heaven, that's our real home, and that what we have been given by God is to be used, to be invested on getting there, man, then God will definitely bless. God will give you everything that you need, but also he will supply your needs to the point where you can bless others. Hey, we have a text message that has just come in. Another one from George. He says, learning more and more about communing with the Father during all of each day helps us to recognize the guiding light for our path towards everlasting life. We need to pray for this desire to be guided by the Spirit of the Father. Shalom. George, absolutely. We need to be guided by God. He wants to walk with us. He wants us to to grow and to become, the word is sanctified, to have our ideals aligned with his ideals. Simultaneously, he loves each and every one of us, and he has paid the ultimate price to see us in heaven. And now, hey, to use, if Jesus has paid for me to go to heaven with his life, can I use the you know, funds that I'm gained in this world that are nothing compared to what Jesus paid to help myself and others get there. And of course, that's not by buying salvation, but it's by using what you have been given by God to grow closer to him. Should we do that? It's a no-brainer, obviously. Hey, You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We've come to that time. We're going to do the draw. I'm so excited. We're going to spin the wheel. We're going to get it done. We're going to give people our amazing prizes for this week, which remind us what they are, Monica. It is a double set of the Revive Cafe cookbooks, Volume 1 and 2. This is uh, from the very famous uh, Revive Cafe over there in Auckland in New Zealand, uh, well known to the Kiwis. Uh, But they're written by Jeremy Dixon, the guy who owns the cafes, and Mm. they are a set of wonderful uh, vegetarian plant-based recipe cookbooks. Awesome. Well, hey, all we can do now, no more entries, no more questions, no more quizzes. All we can do is spin the wheel. So hit it for us, Shanna. And slowing down. And here we go. Uh, And okay, we have a winner. So we'll try and get them on the phone. Monica, what is our... uh, Answer for today. Answer for today. Today's answer was fire. Mm-hmm. So what am I? It was fire. On his way to sacrifice, his son Abraham carried fire and a knife while Isaac carried the wood. Numbers chapter 11 tells how people compl- who complained were killed by fire. James says that the tongue is like fire. John the Baptist preached that every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and cast into fire. And anyone's name who's not found in the book of life will be thrown into a lake of fire. That is intense, mm. but I'm really thankful that that takes place, that that happens, that we, you know, anyone who is not found saved is thrown into the lake of fire. I was going to say that we get thrown into the lake of fire. Now, you only get thrown into the lake of fire if you 
have not decided to follow Jesus. And have your name in the book of life. And do not have your name in the book of life. I was actually explaining this to someone yesterday, just the, the concept of God saving us. And mm. he's like, oh, but what if time went on longer and, and someone could be saved? But that's the exact point that the Bible actually makes, before, preceding the judgment, the bio, oh, preceding the destruction of of the wicked. It says, and Jesus' second coming, it says, let the just be just still, and let the unjust be unjust still. At that point, there is no more decision that anyone can make. And God can see the heart, and we can see as well, clearly, that um, those who are saved are saved, those who are lost are lost, and there's no change in their decision. And then God destroys them with fire in a merciful way. Mm. So praise God for that. But we've got our winner on the phone. Karen, are you there with us? Yes. Karen, congratulations. You are the recipient of the Revive Cafe Cookbooks Volumes 1 and 2. Now, do you have these cookbooks already? I don't have 1 and 2. Oh, so Wonderful. we're just helping you complete your set. And, <laughs> yes. of course, if, if we can ask, you want to give us a rough roundabout area, where are you located? Central Queensland. Central Ooh. Queensland. So, Monica, we're going to have to take a trip up there. <gasps> we know people living in Central yeah, Queensland. Yeah, we do. Shout out, our do. Friend, shout out our friend Harley. <laughs> Karen, we will come up and you have the opportunity to cook, to for, cook us. for us. <laughs> Excellent. So we'd love to see you up there, Karen, but congratulations on winning well the cookbooks. Do you have any plans in the future, maybe an upcoming coming gathering in which you can use these books to make an awesome recipe with? Well, I'm on the church social committee and we have quite a few meals planned, yes. Oh, oh nice. nice. There is nothing greater that you can do than provide food for a church service. That is the best ministry that exists in our church. Uh, well, maybe, you're about you're, to start bringing the most popular dish to the church social. That's, that's right. <laughs> you yeah. are that about one to dish be a that blessing, everyone wants Karen. to get a piece of, that's going to be it. <laughs> oh, praise God. Hey, Karen, thank you so much and have a fantastic week. Thank you. You too. See you later. Oh, incredible. Let's um, go to North Queensland. I, you know, but I have a friend who won some uh, who won some cookbooks down here as well. Who needs to cook for you know? This is. Do you know what? If if they can't handle having us come to them, I'm also open to the idea of them posting us cookies that they've made from their various cookbooks. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm not happy with that. No, I I, I, I would cookies in the mail. I'd be stoked. Mm. I'm. Uh, you just want to turn up and feast. I just want to feast, bro. <laughs> That's, I'm just about the, the feast life. But, yeah, as I, as I said, I was kind of joking around, but also not joking around. Food is an incredible blessing. It's true. That you can provide for your church. Literally, I became a Christian. My initial interaction with Christians was, hey, Lawson, do you want to come have dinner with us? Yeah. And we're going to shout you. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. Also, it was like two girls asking me to go to a dinner with them, and I'm like, well, okay, fair <laughs> enough. And they asked me for my number. I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, so... It's just incredible. Uh, I think food is awesome. That was my initial experience. But then when I started going along to church, at the time I was a kind of a a poor 17-year-old who was in desperate need of healthy food because Mm -hmm. I was living the two-minute noodle life at that time. Mm -hmm. And when I could go to church, actually with Camilla Scaff, who we talked to earlier, she would cook this incredible like linguinis and everything, completely vegan, like all these recipes. And at the time I couldn't care less about veganism, but it tasted awesome. And that was one, one of the huge, things yeah that, food is ministry like a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent it's it's an it's an essential to our existence mm. 
And it's in such an enjoyable part of our existence. It's delicious. And it was one of the methods in which the disciples used to that's actually right. reach people. They were going the and break about this. bread with them. And that's what we do at Newcastle Uni Church. We, every Friday night, we're like, hey, you're a poor uni student. Do you want to come and eat food with us? And I also do a Bible study. And, man, they come in droves. They, yeah. they show up week and we cook and get creative with it. And, and that's another thing. Food always enables at least, it's good for church, but at least with amongst a meal, you can then have an opportunity to commune with people and even share with them about Jesus. And, in fact, yesterday I was doing a Bible study with someone over lunch. We're sitting there eating our burritos uh, in an amazing, amazing restaurant here in Newcastle called Antihito. It's probably one of my favorite Mexican restaurants in Australia. Eating our burritos, and uh, we've got Bibles open, and I'm like taking a bite of burrito. I'm like, all right, so what this verse says is da 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 da. And it was because he's busy with work, you know, mm-hmm. it's the time which we could find. But it's, hey, it's a time where we can sit down, we can chat, we can commune together, we can even talk about God. And so, yeah, get into cooking. If you're not into cooking, yeah, 100%. Get into it. There are plenty of online recipes. Make a dish for someone else next week. Absolutely. Mm, oh, and, and tell us your experiences. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.